0: Welcome, my name, is Oliver, I am, a robot, but enough about me, this isn't about me, this is about Saul, and Richard, and video games, and the universe, so come with us, or more specifically, with them, enter the save state, save state, save state, save state, save state. state. Hello everybody! Welcome to episode seventeen of the Save State Gaming podcast. As always, my name is Saul. With me, we've got the wonderful Dick Francis Hornby. Welcome to episode seven of the Save State Gaming podcast. Seven, Everyone. seven. I've gone back in time too.
1: Whoa! Yeah. 17. 17. Episode seventeen. You're right. Wagging college
0: to smoke in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode's called. <laughs> Greeks. Yeah, we need a tile. Do you know what I always? Struggled to come up with titles. I always listen to, like, the podcast again, through, like, two or three times. Yeah. Still know better. So, yeah. Usually just But that
1: is crap. what we basically were doing when we were 17, is not attending class and going um, smoking things in the
0: forest. So what, what's the episode... Uh, what are we calling it? It's called Episode 17, Wagon College to Smoke in a Forest. <laughs> nice. Well, do you know what? That ties into uh, our question of the week, doesn't it? Being 17. Those are the days, weren't they, Chud? Those uh, are the days.
1: Yeah, they were all right, yeah.
0: Kissing Claire behind the bike shed. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, it didn't go well that, did it? <laughs> no. Anyway, welcome everybody, welcome. <laughs> We're going to start, as we always do, with what we have been playing.
1: Chud? All sorts, mate, all sorts. It's been a while, hasn't it? But um, I came to a bit of, bit of money recently so really? I, I decided to treat myself to, to one of them Have you heard of these these are these Nintendo switches have you heard, have you heard of this
0: no tell me sounds interesting uh,
1: basically yeah the new Nintendo console the, the portable um, main line on your big telly um, hybrid hybrid Got myself one again. Have you
0: actually got one? You don't sound too sure about
1: this. Oh, yeah, I've just, yeah, I've got one. It's good. you got yeah, one? Okay. yeah, i don't. It's no big deal. It's no big yeah. deal. Um, so, yeah, and I got the Breath of the Wild, the game that everybody has been raging about and saying is like, the greatest game of all time, top of um, the list on Metacritic until Jim Sterling took it down a notch. Um, my, I'm going to keep it brief because it's quite an old game, but my only comment on this, and this, this base that sums up exactly how I feel about the game, is there's a moment in the game, okay, But you get your shield out and you learn that you can use that shield to surf down a hill, like a snowboard. Right. And I thought, whoa, and so I whizzed it out and I started snowboarding down this hill, and I was like, oh, this is amazing, this is so much fun, I love the freedom we got this game, and all of a sudden, my shield degenerated. I was like, what? And I was slammed down the hill a bit longer, but then my shield just basically disintegrated. Right, okay. So this, this game, basically, your weapons, they just disintegrate really, really quickly, so every time you're about to start having some fun, the game seems to just basically get in its own way. If Interesting. You if you understand what I mean. It's, Interesting. It's, there's that. Yeah. It's, also too, it's also slightly too difficult. Okay. Something really weird happened with my voice then. So it's, it is a, It is, it is a good game. It, it, I'm 17. I was, I was a late starter. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a good game, but it's not a great game
0: because, as I say, it just keeps getting in its own way, basically. Just, uh, just to really quickly touch on what you were saying, um, as you progress through the game, do weapons... Uh, Degenerate less quickly. Nope. It lasts about. F- you get. You get literally. It takes
1: the piss. These weapons need to um, stay together for at least. I'd say four times longer than they already than they do. Ah, okay. You know what I mean. It's so just, uh, are weapon's quite easy to come across. Uh, yeah, they are. But it's just the whole um, thing of having to uh, basically re- going to your menu real quick. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, you yeah. pause and you go into your menu. It's really like getting in the way of like organic gameplay. You know what I mean? It's getting in its own way constantly, under
0: its own feet all the time. I guess also, it's giving very unrealistic expectations about the number of weapons that a small boy is able to carry. That is true. Yeah, I think uh, quite unrealistic there. But um, but I mean, do you do you think that the you know the tens out of tens are warranted? Is that your only no, gripe no, with no, the game?
1: No, 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 they're not warranted. Of course they're not. It's huh. it's overrated. This game. It's, it's a good really? game, and I like it. I like it a lot. But as I say, it just. It is, it's an overrated game. But you can climb anything, Chud. You can climb anything, and I love that aspect, but as I say, <laughs> as soon as start to have fun with it, right. something just happens. Your stick breaks. Your sword breaks. Even my sword breaks, or I get killed. I'm Seriously, I've been playing this game for about 25, 30 hours now. I'm still getting one hit killed by this, this, that, and the other. It's like Dark Souls meets Zelda. And you know what? I love Dark Souls, but not in my Zelda.
0: Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh... I still don't have a Switch, and you won't give me yours. I tried to give you 20 quid for it, but you uh, quite rudely declined. So, um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to pick one up probably in the next month or two, maybe. Maybe treat myself for Christmas. Get one this week, and then you can play uh, Mario Odyssey 2 player. Yeah, I'd love to, man. I'd love to. But, no, I think um, the, I've got a, a crazy backlog at the moment on my PS4. Like, want to get Wolfenstein as well. I've got to get through South Park, Shadow of uh, War. Um, but let's come on to those in a little bit. Stop, stop. Um. What What else have you been playing?
1: Um, as I yeah as I brought up Mario Odyssey, I picked that up uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, time time is a flat circle, people. It means nothing to me, so I don't <laughs> really know. Uh, but yeah, one um, wonderful Oh, great great game um, so far. I'm having a, a blast. I'm having a shit ton of fun with it. Um, it's um, yeah what you'd expect. It's a mainline Mario game. It comes with all the um, the charm and the personality mm. of Nintendo's air team. And um, just like Breath of the Wild, I suppose. But this one, Mario Odyssey. Isn't getting in its own way. It's just fun. It's just Mario. With it, it's got yeah, a badass yeah. soundtrack as well. Basically nice. you play Mario, um, who's basically turned into some sort of vampire. I think we've covered this before. You have your hat. The whole gimmick of the game is you got this hat which um, is basically alive and you throw the hat and by doing that Mario takes on um, takes over the um you know the enemy or possesses whatever. Okay. that's okay. the okay. word I was looking yeah. for.
0: Um Okay, cool. Anything else that you've noticed interesting in the game? Any other new mechanics? Um, or does the game pretty much entirely hinge well, around that
1: thing? It is hinged around that, but I'm not really doing it justice because it's the kind of game where you're playing it, and then you just see something, and you think this is just crazy enough to work, basically. Right. So you'll end up throwing at a goomba and then um, piling all goombas on top of each other, and yep. then um, making this big pile of goombas go over to this gir- girl goomba with a hat on it because the, the Goombas is so tall. The goomba falls in love, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gives you um, gives you um, um, you know your star. <laughs> it's just crazy shit like that God it's, dammit, it's great go. fun it's just one of those no, games no, no. I've just been laughing my ass off and good. just having a good time good 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 I got the Evil Within 2 the other week and oh, I right. must say colour me disappointed
0: oh should Um, yeah, I
1: know I love I love Shinji Shinji Mikami is that yeah, how yeah. I pronounced that right I don't know Um, yeah I love all of his games basically he's the guy who did Resident Evil and then a couple of years ago he returned to his horror survival horror roots and did the Evil Within which was um basically a love letter to uh, all the old yeah, sort of horror yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, this one um, I was looking forward to, it, as I say, a fan of the first one. Um, alarm bells start to ring when the opening credits when I noticed that our old boy Shinji Mikami is the executive producer and not, not the director. And in okay. that director's slot, there's an American name. Right. And after that's followed, a very American game. Okay. So, um, yeah. The problem with it is it's sort of pseudo-semi-open world which oh, uh, survival horror games really shouldn't be to me. They're all about the director taking you by the hand and playing with the beats of what horror is and to scream yeah, of with course. your emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't really do that in an open world game. And the worst thing about it for me is the fact that I've, I'm about halfway through and I've always got a shit Ton of ammo. Ah, you see, I, man. And even within one, I'd never have more. It gave you like three bullets at a time at the beginning, yeah. and it felt incredibly strict. This one, I've got like thirty bullets. It's like it's more
0: like an action game. So I mean, like when you when you say it's open world, I mean obviously it's not like Grand Theft Auto open world, but kind of like like Tomb Raider open world kind of You'll thing. you will get like, like um. This is, right, so you, you go it's like Total Recall basically
1: and you get um, sent into um, like a village like a little town that's inside your own mind that i probably not explained <laughs> uh, okay. right, so it's like a town inside your own subconscious right. and you go, you go there and you're running around this town um, and it's like small little open worlds like chapter 3 is this open world like little hubs little, little, like little hubs ups. and you can go about it in a different way then you're going to I'm on chapter 7 now Which is a different little open world Which is exactly the same as the, first, as the f- chapter 3 It's just a bit yeah. uh, But the, there is something to like about it And um, like When you're exploring the open world You can go into a house And then all of a sudden something crazy will happen And it'll do the whole um, thing that it did in the first one Where all of a sudden you'll be somewhere completely different right? You're tripping okay. out, And yeah. then you'll be in a different environment And it, stuff like that happens occasionally But So it, is it scary? No no. although I'm um, saying that I did put it on the other night and had to turn it off because I was in the house on my own so okay. I guess it, maybe so, it is a little bit scary
0: but it's, it's more of like a
1: psychological more of a psychological kind of... as opposed to um, it's not
0: straight so, horror. there are
1: no jump scares um, okay. although no there are jump scares but none that's actually got me or anything like that okay. just because it's not pulling you in the way that it would do if you had me going down you
0: know a pathway yeah it's, it's a shame that because you were a big fan of the evil within one and you were always trying to get me to play it again and I played it I played probably the first two hours of that game four or five times and then just put it down, never went back to it. So it sounds like the Evil Within 2 is not for me at all. You might like it. What you what you didn't like about
1: the first one might be what you like about the second one. It's, uh,
0: yeah, maybe. I get that. I, I see your point, but I just there's too many games, man. It's peak, peak game season, isn't it? It's coming to Christmas. It it's a very stressful time. It is a very it? stressful time. I um, just feel like you're not fulfilling your own obligations to the
1: inner child inside yourself. It's that fear of missing out, isn't it? It's, it's like so many out. good games. Ton, ton. I'm trying to conquer that fear, though. I really am. I don't want to let that you know, rule me because it just... Yeah. I don't feel like I'm enjoying games anymore. As we've stated many, many times, we just seem to spend so much money and then pay games for like an hour or two. And yeah. then we just get confused about what... what. You know, we need yeah. one game a month for me.
0: That's what I want. I, I mean... <clears throat> 2017 has been incredible, right? A, a very, yeah. very, very, very good year for games. People say this.
1: Uh, I don't kind of bite as much as you know yeah. what people think. It's not as good yeah. as that year when we got like Fallout 4 and um, Witcher 3 and Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, 5. fair enough. That no, was that, that was that, a that better was year. 2015. Yeah. So what, what did we
0: get this year? We got we got the Switch, which has been very successful. As had too, yeah. Um, major... um, I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the year, stuff like Horizon.
1: Oh yeah, that was the, um, Resident
0: Evil 7 Yeah.
1: They're, they're my two favorite games
0: of the year yeah. so far, um, and there's still you know quite a lot of stuff to, to look forward to. Obviously, there's um, Assassin's Creed Origins just come out. Just got, come out. Uh, but I'm being a
1: good boy. I'm not going to get it until next month.
0: Good, good boy. Yeah. Good boy, is this because trying to I'm save like money biscuit. or
1: like trying to enjoy games? It's, it's both really. Trying to save money, trying to but also trying to enjoy games more. Cool, because you got to get to that point when you finish something and you get that satisfaction.
0: Yeah,
1: loose ends, man. Loose ends are a bad thing for the old psychology. Yeah. Um, what else have we had this year? Destiny two. Yeah,
0: played we, pl- we, played, we played we a, lot a lot of
1: that. We played a lot of Destiny that. two until I, I, I hard quitted. Did <laughs> <laughs> you not notice at one point we, we were playing online a lot we were a crew. <laughs> like both most nights. And right, then yeah. like most nights for hours and hours there was me, him, and another dude, um, and we were playing for hours and hours every night. And then I got a switch, and then i never came back again. I <laughs> 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 was just there, you never saw me again. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um uh, in my opinion, yeah, twenty seventeen's been really, really good for for games this year and we've still got a couple of months left. And coming into like, you know, the main holiday season, the main push for games, um I think it's gonna be really good. Um Shall we move on to the news? That, uh Far Cry oh. five, aren't you? Yeah. Oh well, that's next year though, isn't it? That's February, I think. It's February Marcus. 2018. Oh, good. So, yeah, I think that's been pushed a little bit into next year. Good. Because so I was kind of freaking out—not freaking out, but I was like,
1: next month I want to get Assassin's Creed, but I bet Far Cry Five comes out, and I kind of want to play it yeah. with you online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Peer yep. pressure, people.
0: Osterman syndrome—the lack of interest in television caused by excessive channel changing—can be tragic. Send your donations to the National Osterman Syndrome Foundation. Box 19A, General Delivery, Gazoo's Mistake, Nebraska. So that's, that's
1: sort of what's been filling my time this month. Uh, so what have you been playing?
0: Um, a few things. A few things. Let's start with South Park. Let's we'll start talking about South Park. Played it for about three or four hours. Really enjoying it. I was a big fan of the first one. And it's pretty much more of the same. Um, I like the new combat system. It's a bit more in depth, um, now you kind of have like a, almost like a lane system, so you can move between three lanes and it's much more about your positioning. Um, so I like that, there's quite a lot, there's a hell of a lot of customization in terms of weapons and characters, you know. Um, my, <clears throat> my only problem with it is, I'm not, I don't find myself laughing as much as I did out loud to the first one. And I don't know whether that's because the humour isn't as well written, whether my humour has changed... Is it still written by the um, the creators? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't... I, I think the thing that I've noticed so far is that there, there isn't as many of the big set pieces, right? Nazi so, babies. Yeah, Kim Kardashian's aborted fetus, okay? Like, there doesn't seem to be as many of those big boss battles, that kind of stuff. Um, big walk-a-foot moments. Yeah, exactly, like fucking swinging, like dodging Randy Marsh's balls and all that kind of stuff. Um. Like I've only played it for a few hours, so that kind of stuff might come down further down the line. But the impression that I'm getting is just more of the same. But it's yeah, I, I don't know whether it's me that's changed, whether the humour isn't as good in this game. It's still funny as hell, but like I said, I think without those big standout standout moments, um, just a, just a little bit slacking from it, a yeah. little bit slacking from it. Fair enough. Do um, you the TV series? Have you heard of it? It's a Never TV, TV a show. TV show, well, seriously. What?
1: Yeah, I think they did a TV show after the game, I don't know. Okay. All right, but, yeah. Um, yeah, In all seriousness, Weird. though, Weird. I've got to say,
0: South Park, the TV series, I mean, uh, is, it, is it still a comedy? What are, are, uh, <laughs> are these jokes? Um, <laughs> um, I haven't watched any South Park in a long time. Uh, I mean, what were we up to? Like, season 17? 20, 21. Fucking hell. Um, I've, about, I've seen the first two
1: episodes and it's just bo- I'm bored it's really it's find it boring now, to be honest with you ah. I, don't find, I don't particularly find it that clever it certainly isn't funny anymore
0: interesting interesting let's move on let's move on from South Park um, Shadow of War played about the same amount of that, maybe three or four hours liking it again more of the same um, Shadow of Loot Boxes yeah yeah let's talk a little bit about that later on um i will say that i like what it does at the beginning of the game where very quickly you get back all the powers that you had pretty much at the end of the first one so it doesn't do the thing where it's like start the game take away all your powers you have to the level old up metroid the old metroid fucking gag exactly so i like that um like i said two hours in i already feel really really powerful Um, I can see the kind of direction that it's going in being able to possess the Orcs, build up your army, attack fortresses and all that kind of stuff. That, I think I'm really really going to enjoy when I get to it, Um, but at the moment I'm just dipping in and out, like an hour here, an hour there, every couple of nights. Um, So we'll see, I'll maybe have more for you on that for the uh, the next episode. And really really quickly, the the other game that I've been playing a lot of is Overcooked, probably talked about that a little bit before on the podcast. maybe. Um, I got a friend staying with me at the flat at the moment who used to be a chef, and I was trying to think of something that we could play together. And Overcooked was the first thing that came to mind, and it's just been it's been fantastic. Like this dude is not a gamer, but Overcooked is so simple, so easy to understand that uh, we're having a lot of fun playing it together. Pretty stressful, um, but again, that's how working in the kitchen is. Um, so yeah, really, really good. If you've not played Overcooked and you're looking for a really good, decent couch court player uh, multiplayer game. Fantastic. It would be perfect. Fucking perfect on the Switch, man. Perfect on the Switch. So, uh, maybe maybe that's coming down the line. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anything else you want
1: to the song? I'm um, just going to move on. I'm feeling like like move on? Can Let's I move on? on. move on? Fucking sick of it,
0: mm-hmm. Fed up? All right. Fed up? on to the news. First bit of news this week. Uh, it's a little bit of old news, but I thought we'd just touch on it. Just like a touch one. To your mum. Uh, the SNES Mini. SNES Mini. Let's talk about that. How how much have you played of the SNES Mini? I've had it for about three weeks, and I've played it for about
1: three hours. About an hour a week. About an hour a week. About an hour a week. Great collection of games, but yep. I, just don't, I don't feel compelled to buy it because I've got too many things to play.
0: Buy yeah. it, right? play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. yeah I, um, It's by far the best compilation of games ever made and put into one package. It's wonderful. It looks beautiful, uh, but same. Like I don't really have the urge to go back and play many 20-year-old games. As great as they are... Like, I just don't... There's too much of the stuff there to There are play. some
1: real classics in this, but we've been through it many times before. The only thing I have not playing, I played um, a fair bit of Super Mario RPG. Like okay. That's what I spent most of the three hours with. And yeah, yeah, It's basically, it's like baby's first RPG. It's like okay. one of the old Final Fantasy games. It was made by Square with Nintendo. Right. But um, obviously with Nintendo characters. It's, yeah, it's good. It's very easy. I've not died once, but okay. it's, it was good fun for the three hours I played. I, might, I may well go back to it. Don't know. Um, the other thing that I did play... Was Star Fox Two? Huh? Any the, good? Um, the game that was nearly released, but never was, back in '95. Any good? Uh... No,
0: no, <laughs> no. That's no. What I'm it's hearing, not. Man. I think we've
1: just discovered why it wasn't released. I'm yeah. incredibly disappointed. Anybody's ever played the first Star Fox game? Uh, you're expecting those, you know, linear action, arcade levels, and it's not a it's sort of like an open flight simulator, but on the SNES, so it's only ever, like, <laughs> one versus
0: one of a person. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it was,
1: probably was incredibly revolutionary at the time, but yeah. my God, it sucks now. Yeah.
0: I think, like, it was obviously... If it was going to be released at the time of development, then it would have been a, a late SNES game. For a SNES game, would have been revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. But I think by that point, obviously, like, you know, the, the hardware is getting really pushed, um, 3D games are now becoming more prevalent yeah, and 64 yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: right around the yeah, exactly, so. the Ultra
0: 64 oh. as it was called <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah, yeah. little tidbit for you though it's better I, I prefer that name Ultra 64, 64. yeah um, so I think no great surprises there that it's old and outdated and doesn't play that well but it's a nice um, nice bit of history you know and really uh, really commendable for Nintendo to uh, include that in the collection yeah really good
1: well I should have told the guy who made it but never mind.
0: yeah But uh, let's move on. Um, let's talk a little bit about the kind of... I guess the biggest piece of news this week is that um, EA are, are closing down Visceral Studios. Um, so EA uh, currently hold the license for Star Wars, right? And uh, the next big Star Wars game was currently being developed at Visceral. Uh, not talking about Battlefront 2, but um, Visceral were working on a, an untitled Star Wars game. Um, so... A little bit of background about this. Um, the project was being led by a lady called Amy Hennig. who used to work at Naughty Dog. She moved over to she EA. It, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was the lead writer. I think on number two. Oh, I think a couple of. Them. I think one, two, maybe even three, perhaps. I don't remember. But she is um, an incredible writer. She she is probably the best in the world. You know, at making. These single-player, linear, story-driven, uh, narrative-driven games. Like, there's, there's nobody that does it as well as her in terms of making characters and character development. Anyway, moving on. So she was working on this game over at Visceral Studios and EA came out and basically said that we're closing the studio. Uh, the game is going to move to another studio, um, but it's going to have quite a big shift in direction. So the, the statement really annoyed me that EA made because it, it was fucking stupid, man. The statement basically said that the the game is turning out to be a single player narrative driven action game. Like, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you bought you bought a bill of good the bill of goods with the guy. Uh, you got the best yeah writer of single player games in the world. You got what what you did paid you expect? Um, but they basically said that you know they've been studying market trends, <coughs> Destiny, uh, and what people have been playing lately, <coughs> Destiny, um, and what people want, which is now what they think people want yeah exactly they're basically making they're taking it over to the games as, as a service model so you know they're looking at creating a game which people will play for a couple of years hopefully sink hundreds of dollars into microtransactions, all that kind of stuff um so it's going to be multiplayer destiny kind of game in some form so i didn't want that i wanted a, a single you, player
1: I, I, I did as well i think a lot of people did yeah so But the group of twenty um thirteen year old boys in the focus group Yeah probably didn't. I
0: don't know. Exactly. I'm not so, a thirteen year old boy though, am I so? Um it's a shame man, because we haven't had a, a you know, a proper single player Star Wars game since Old Republic. Nice the old Republic. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Because we were gonna have Thirteen Thirteen, which got cancelled, which That's then got be turned beautiful. into this game at Visceral, and now this has been cancelled again. So, I mean, we're looking another four years until this game maybe sees the light of day. Um, I think it depends, you know. And we all know what happens to the games that take
1: that long to. Um, it's not good, is it? It's not a good thing. Junior, you forever, we're looking at you. Last Guardian.
0: <laughs> I like The Last Guardian. Yeah, well, you're wrong. I mean, you're objectively wrong, but, but it's did, okay. Did you play The Last Guardian? I did, yeah, I finished you it. You didn't like it? Um, I didn't say that. He did? He's exactly what you just said. No, no you basically. said can't remember what you said I, I liked it it was not worth waiting 10 years for let's put it that way well
1: yeah that doesn't matter
0: still, I, I still enjoyed it no though. it does matter give it a flat 4 stars 4 stars yeah. I would give it 3 agree to disagree agree to disagree yeah. yes Um. so again got another Quite a, quite a few years, I think, to go before the next decent Star Wars single player game is. Obviously, we have got Battlefront Two around the corner, which has uh, the they're saying that the campaign for that game is probably about between five and six hours. So, not nothing particularly How good are to give to... us a one player. Yes, thank you. I'm um, looking forward to that, but I would much rather have had a, an Amy Hennig Star Wars game. That would have been
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> next piece of news this week over in Gay Paris is going to be Paris Games Week. Um, Sony have come out and said that uh, they're going to announce seven. Is that right? Seven new games at Paris Games Week, which is exactly yeah. I don't think anybody. They said was... E3 is half the story,
1: so we're going to get wow.
0: seven new things, I guess.
1: guess Coming next week. Yeah. Hopefully. So oh, we're going to get we're going to get Pandemonium. We're going to get
0: oh we're going to get Sparrow of the Dragon. We're yeah, going, going to get Croc. Croc Remastered Croc. HD 4K Trilogy.
1: Uh, yeah. We're going to get Medieval Three. Yep.
0: Yeah. Siphon filler. Siphon filler. Uh, fear Effect. Fear. <laughs> uh, PlayStation,
1: PlayStation Battle, Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: the one, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crash Team Racing. We're up to about nine now. Crash
1: Team Racing is going to be there as yeah. well. You heard it here
0: first. Uh, <laughs> music. Music for the PlayStation. You move! Oh, dude! Music is coming back. Uh, music 2000. Yeah. We're going to have Music 2000. Music 2017. 2017. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be mid. Uh, and uh,
1: what else was there? that that the demo disc you got with the T-Rex <laughs> where you can move the T-Rex and then you, you make it talk that is coming back as
0: uh, as a fully fledged triple A $60, $60 game, $60 game. <laughs> no it's, 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 um, it's games yeah. as a service t- T-Rex <laughs> as a service dude it wouldn't surprise me the way the fucking industry is going but um, in all seriousness um, what else do you think we're going to see Spiral, *Spiral*, Remake. Spiral*
1: Remake. Because people want that. I don't. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I was, knows. I was a snob towards that because I had an N64, so I was playing the really good uh, 3D platformers at the time. I don't think anybody wants Spyro, but I think we're going to get I, it. I anyway think, I hear that. What about Crash Team Races? I'd like to see something I, like. I think
0: that's a fucking no brainer. Yeah. Like, the Insane Trilogy did really well. Yeah. I think better than anybody expected. Uh, Crash. Like, there isn't. Apart from, what was it, like Mod Nation Races or something like that on the PS3, there isn't. Sony doesn't have a decent kart racer. Oh. Um, I, so I think there's definitely the market there for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. a no-brainer.
1: What, what are we going for a new one or are we going for a HD remaster? Oh no I
0: think it'll be I think it'll be a brand new. I don't think they'll remaster it. I think it'll be a new crash team racing. Yeah. Maybe the Insane Trilogy was just testing the waters. Yeah, I think so. Makes sense to me. Yeah. See if there's <gasps> So, what? I said a brainwave come <laughs> on you we were having a stroke Resident Evil 2 remake we've not heard about that in years whatever happened to that it's true this could be it I don't know whether it's uh, Paris Games Week I think that's the kind of thing that they'd announce at the PSX at uh, PlayStation Conference Okay, when's that? It's uh, uh, right? November it's, it's, so, it's not long not oh. long away Lots um, to look
1: forward to I
0: think get um, on board the hype train choo choo okay we'll just do that God <laughs> help me I think, one of the, I think definitely something we'll see is uh, Detroit Become Human, yeah. um, developed by Quantic Dream. That's a studio that's based in Paris. It's a PlayStation yeah. exclusive. That'll probably be on last then, won't yeah. it? I think so, yeah. I think we'll get um, extended gameplay and release date. I'm going to say spring 2018, with a bit of luck. I think that six month kind of. Window from announcement uh, to release date, announcement to actual release. I think that's really good. It's working for a lot of games at the moment. I think Stony are going to try and employ that for uh, Detroit Become Human. Really excited about that game, man. Really excited. Loved Heavy Rain. Can't wait for it. I played
1: um, Indigo Prophecy, which was known as Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, yeah. yeah. The world, so much, yeah I don't know why, but um, uh, yeah, you tried to get me into that. I, I gave it a go, but I couldn't yeah. quite, couldn't quite get that yeah.
0: They had uh, the game before that. The release was called. Omicron the Nomad Soul. They have some really bad names for their games, man. Um, Will, in fact, Wilhelm the Four Simulator. I've just. Uh, we had. Brush that off. Nomicron, <laughs> nomicron Nomad Soul. Yeah. We had Beyond Two Souls. We had. Willem the Four Soul. I was trying to think. I think. I, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Souls. David Cage likes souls. Your soul
1: is fine. Maybe he's like immortal and he, like. Uh, is he like a particularly good looking gentleman
0: have you seen a picture no he's, he's, he's quite bald in does he look like he has any form of magical powers he could be a wizard if you put a pointy hat on him dressed him up he's got a bit of a beard a bit of stubble you but could there, anybody could be a wizard if you put a pointy hat and a bit yeah, of that's beard on that yeah, is yeah. basically all you need to be a wizard what would uh, David Cage's magical power be then
1: making um, uh, w- wishing he was a director of <laughs> um, movie that's
0: what his magic power would be yeah fair enough yeah. Um, so yeah Paris Games Week to look forward to this week we'll uh, maybe have some more news on the announcements that come out of that on the next episode right on next piece of news October 27th very special day special day uh, did you get your period? Uh, October 27th was Dance. a great fucking day Judd. For gaming, in the history of it? the world no not just for gaming why is that so um, we had three games three great games come out October 27th we had um, Wolfenstein The New Colossus we had Assassin's Creed Origin and we had of course Mario Odyssey um so good luck. Is it that
1: good, really, to get a Because Assassin's Creed Origin, I do want it because I'm a bit of an Assassin's Creed fanboy, but it's just, it, it, it's just it, I, this one just strikes me as another one that is just going to be swept under the carpet in a year or two. It doesn't strike me as a particularly all-time classic. I'm hearing it's a good game, but yeah. not a particularly revolutionary one. It's just another really pretty, serviceable AAA
0: game. It's not a legendary title, is it? No, really? no, no. I no, don't no. I mean, it's getting like eight, eight point five. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that the from what I'm seeing, they have changed up the formula quite a lot apparently it's a lot like Witcher 3 which I think I mentioned some other time yeah so like uh, weapon drops are like loot they're randomised you get legendary weapons it's much more of an RPG and do the, 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 the they explode after two hits do they <laughs> and uh, like enemies now have health bars above their head you hit them and the, you know the, the numbers pop out of them showing you how much damage you're doing it's an RPG it's a fucking RPG uh, which is it's fine like that's fine um, but I still don't it hasn't changed enough for me to want to go and play it again. I like I like the idea of it being set in Egypt, but I, I still don't think it's going to do enough to make me want to go back and, and play it. I reckon I'll get it in a couple of weeks. You reckon? Yeah, just because as I say I've got a, got a bit of a soft spot for it. Um, I mean, we we already talked about Mario Odyssey. You you yeah. highly praised it. Great game so far. Yeah. Um, and it's getting I think last I checked last night it was 97 on Metacritic which is like just on track Breath, to be Breath of the Wild yeah. Yeah, so
1: they're doing really well so yeah. far with the um, Switch games yeah the, uh, I'm a bit worried though because we've got
0: Metroid coming out next year
1: that's about it yeah. folks unless you consider Yoshi which I don't really
0: um, I think that the indie scene is really really helping to keep the Switch alive you've got stuff like Stardew Valley Clips, all these really really cool Golf movies. Story yeah I heard that's excellent Um the other game I was going to talk about that came out was Wolfenstein. I love, love Wolfenstein. Um, the the New Blood and the... Uh, da, 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 new Order, Was it called? The Old Blood. The New Order, the Old Blood. The Old no blood. blood was the yeah. standalone. alone thought. Yeah, they they are both excellent games and everything that I'm seeing of uh, the new Colossus is just the same thing dialed up to, like, 12. I mean, I can't... I, it's, I love a big it. number. it's a big number. I can go bigger. There aren't any bigger You're Fucking best than 12. I can go bigger than 12. Um... Yeah, so I will probably get that in the next couple of weeks, and again, have a bit more on that maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see. Cool. Get it,
1: get it, get it on disc form um, because yeah. apparently, apparently it's better disc. Is it? Yeah, it looks better. You
0: play. It's got an extra level. <laughs> really? Uh, you can lend it to me. More Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so October twenty seventh, really, really good day for games, and again, just adding more to this brilliant year, in my opinion, that has been twenty seventeen. Welcome! (laughs) Thank you. Ah, I'll buy it at a high price. Last piece of news I want to talk about. It's been in the news for about the last couple of weeks, mainly stemming from... uh, I think it started recently with Destiny 2. Then we kind of moved on to Shadow of War. And we're talking about microtransactions, right? Now, is it fair to say, Chudder, microtransactions generally get pretty bad rep amongst most gamers um,
1: yeah I guess so it depends what kind of gamer you are really I think the more casual gamers don't really particularly mind yeah um, but people like me and you uh, see it as the second coming of the uh, Antichrist have you ever bought microtransactions I don't think I ever have never you
0: never, like ever, bought ever. DLC obviously but not I like, bought DLC yeah. but that's different yeah
1: but I've never like
0: paid 50p to um, buy a fancy a new hat or like, anything yeah. no I no, um, to... you, you're right. It, the second coming of the devil is maybe a little hyperbolic, but it's not good, in my is opinion. Is it? I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, it's yeah, it's been in the news a lot lately because basically, uh, you know, the idea that you can pay a little bit bit of extra money to get an advantage over other players. So you buy your, your you know brand new game for fifty quid or whatever, but then you still to get the best gear, and to be the best at the game, you still have to spend more money, giving you an unfair advantage over other players, right? So, there's a whole load of uh, directions you can go with this conversation, but let's start with gambling. Do you consider loot boxes to be gambling? So, Or so, microtransactions to okay, be gambling? Okay, so
1: the process of putting down your money to um, basically have a random drop to hopefully get. Um, okay, say, for example, you put it towards a box and it's full of hats, like in Mario. Mario doesn't, Mario doesn't have microtransactions, by the way. This is hyper- hypothetical. Yeah. And you really want a top hat. So the only way to get this top hat is to put down a pound, to go down like a, a magic, kind of like, you know, one arm bandit slot machine. Yeah, okay. Um, and you get a cap, a cap fisherman's, what's he called? Captain Bird's Eye. You get a Captain Bird's Eye, cap, <laughs> which I really, really want one of those. Um, so, yeah, it's basically it's paying money to get something random. It's, it is kind of gambling, if you ask me. And I guess
0: because there's no guarantee you're actually going to get the item you want. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, the Interestingly, the ESRB, which is the, the rating board for games in the US, actually kind of weighed into this argument. And they said that they don't see it as gambling, for the simple reason that you're not earning real-world currency. So you're spending real-world currency to get items. Whether Shouldn't they that be, be the most important
1: part of that though—the the whole of you spending the money as opposed to what you're earning back? Money. Why is why is the the proposition of actually winning something back the thing that makes it you know gambling? And not why isn't the fact that you actually put your own money out there at a risk for not getting any kind of reward? Isn't that what gambling is?
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I, I do agree with you. I think. What we're getting stuck on here is like the the legal terminology, right? So yeah. when you are winning something, when you are getting a financial reward for a random event or something yeah. that you have little control over, that is that's gambling, right? But because you aren't getting a financial, an actual real world financial reward from these games, I agree that um, I think it's gambling. But in legal terms, I don't think it it, it, it isn't. Then again, I should have said a four. You are still getting something, though.
1: It maybe it's not be something that you want, but you are still getting something technically. But you can't... So maybe it isn't gambling, but morally, still, I don't particularly... Oh, yeah,
0: it, it, it operates 100% on the same principles as gambling. Yeah. Um, the difference is there's no real-world um, benefit to it, you know? So... I think that's. I think also the, the thing that makes me think it's evil
1: is that it plays with people who are gambling addicts. If people have these kind of compulsions, these kind of addictions, this kind of thing will easily suck yeah. them in, and it's not being regulated at all by yeah. anybody. One hundred percent. So that yeah. that means it's fucking evil. Yeah. It's, it's taking it's big business taking advantage of
0: people oh, yeah. who have problems. Well, I mean that's 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 business. <laughs> you know, it's finding out where you can make money and you make the money wherever you can, like, it's, even if you're going to exploit it has got to be ethics, m- though, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. No, I, I don't get me wrong, I, I totally agree, but I see why EA and Activision do it, um, because they're concerned about making money and not people's mental health. That's a bad, 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 <laughs> bad thing. It's yeah. Bad. Um, but it's, it's really interesting because, I mean, this is why, forget the, the actual reward side of it, um, but talking about like the psychological effects of like random loot boxes, it keeps you coming back to a game. It's like it's why Destiny Two is so addictive. It's like, um, oh, you know, maybe on the next one I'll get that legendary weapon that I want. No, okay, let's just play another play another hour, play another hour. Yeah. It's that. And then you get the reward. Yeah. You get the um. The
1: the gratification, the, the, satisfaction the, the dopamine, the dolphins, all, yeah. all that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the so, same as those rats in the in the, in the lab yeah. in the cheese, getting electric shocks. Now.
0: So for that, that that's really smart. If you can employ that uh, that device, that technique to keep people coming back to your game year upon year upon year,
1: yeah.
0: I don't have a problem with that at all. It's the money aspect that I do have a problem with. It's paying for a, yeah. a, an actual advantage. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So I think that microtransactions can be split into a few categories, right? Because not all microtransactions give you a, 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 an actual advantage in games. Some of them are purely aesthetic, right? totally fine with that if you want to pay 20 quid get some new overwatch character skins not a problem right um i think that there was there was a really interesting interview with a developer of mass effect 3 i was reading the other day and this guy was not in charge of but he worked with the microtransaction economy in this game and he said that quite quite regularly he would see people spending fifteen thousand, ten thousand dollars on mass effect 3 microtransactions this is, this is one person
1: one person yeah How do you spend that much money on mass effect 3 I don't know, somebody what loves the there? game. What
0: was there to buy on that game? I, d- I don't know, I, don't, I don't, know. Remember. don't even remember. I love that game, though. But, um, Hater's going to hate, though. I think the, the point is that, like, for the last 20 years, games have been 50, between $50 and $60, dollars, right, for a, for a big-budget AAA game. Well, they did not used to be £40 pounds in England. Um, Maybe you're right. Another no, I, you see, 50, I remember 55. going... I've got a really clear memory of going into Toys R Us seen Toy Story and it being 55 quid and there's a Toy Story on the Mega Drive and this is Jeez. a long time ago right yeah, yeah. so that now is probably more like 80 quid do you know what I mean so if anything yeah. we could even maybe say the games have, are cheaper than they've ever been in some ways because we have like 10 pound games everything up to 60 pound games do you know what I mean like the, the, there is a, a much bigger spectrum of price do you remember when the N64
1: first came out I'm sure
0: Mario 64 was like 100 pounds yeah yeah, I heard that. What the fuck? Because cartridges are a lot more expensive to to produce, and um, the thing is, the, the the Nintendo owned the rights to the Nintendo cartridge, so every game that gets sold, part of that money goes to Nintendo just for the cartridge. You know, like I remember for the, I, f- I can't remember exactly, but NES cartridges, it was something like fifteen dollars from the price of a game was the price of the cartridge alone. You know, and that obviously goes straight to Nintendo. Why don't they just go with ease? Nintendo, is Crackheads. Well, they, as, as you said, they made a lot of money from the cartridges and this is why they're so rich. Yep. Um, so, I mean, let's kind of close the microtransactions thing down. It's like, that games have been this price-ish for the last 15 years. Games now are more expensive than ever to make. If you look at, like, the budget for things like what was the budget for Destiny? It was Like five hundred million, yeah. wasn't it? Um, so developers are having to find other ways to kind of create new revenue streams, supplement this income. So I understand why microtransactions exist. I don't necessarily agree with them, and I don't agree the, the methods that they are uh, used in to you know to make the money. But I understand the need for them.
1: Meeting you halfway because I completely agree with that. It is unfair with us, you know, to to as you say it costs so much more on the overheads and everything like that and they're not making it back they need to find different ways what if they did these um, microtransactions, transactions et etc for things that are you know not pay to win and also more importantly not gambling so you know what you're so getting you're, about you're, you're, you're paying for you know that that horse armor or whatever yeah. have you yeah, yeah in the single player game but also one final point games are you know more expensive to make than ever but games are also selling better than they ever have as well
0: that's true. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. There, there are now more
1: gamers, for, for want of a better did, term Didn't there. Grand Theft Auto 5 make the already rich um, Rockstar um, um, incredibly even more wealthy than they already were? How I much mean, money did that game make them? That has no microtransactions. No, so, so it does. At the time, it didn't. Let's. Let's just. The, t- the day it came out, it made. It was the best-selling... It was the most money anybody ever made on video
0: games, wasn't it? And that three, was the days, first yeah. three days. Three days. The first three days of release, it made a billion dollars
1: yeah there's no and, uh, like the
0: reasons, right? like I don't know the exact cost but I'd imagine that game probably cost about 200 million to make yeah. so probably within the first 5-6 hours of it being on release it made it money back you know yeah. what I mean now Grand Theft Auto 5 every single fucking month since it's been released and that was what 4 years ago it's always 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 been in the top 10 best selling games that, money, that game is like it's a money tree you know what I mean it's an absolute money tree and Remember, like people have been asking for single-player content for Grand Theft Auto 5 they're never going to get it, No. because Grand Theft Auto Online is just this, just, like I said, a money tree, it just prints money for them. So, um, we'll see what that means for Red Dead Redemption. I think it's going to be the very similar thing. I really, really hope Red Dead Redemption Two gets Undead Nightmare. You ever play the Undead Nightmare? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. One of the best. I bet it does. I, I think, I think, I, I really hope it does. I'm really looking
1: forward to it playing the multiplayer for a Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. I love the multiplayer in the first one. Yeah. It was good fun.
0: Joining joining posses running around. Yeah. yeah. Playing carry Ball. I think it's going to be, uh, I don't think it's going to be as successful as Grand Theft Auto Online, but I think it's going to be very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Question of the week. Question of the week. So a few hours before we recorded this episode, we put uh, up in our Facebook page if you uh, if you guys wanted to leave us any comments or any questions that we could answer, and we got two that we're going to delve into in a bit more detail. First of all, thanks for Scotty. What does Scotty asked? What Scotty got to say for himself? Scotty
1: asked. Um If you could interview any um, fictional video game character, who would it be? And what would you say? that's all I'd like you to go
0: first. Um, uh, I'm gonna the first one, I'm gonna say Kratos. Kratos. The first oh, thing I'd do uh, God of War. Yeah, yeah. sitting down, give him give him a green tea, something that's gonna chill him out a little bit and just really figure out why why are you so angry man? Yeah. Yes, what's wrong? You okay,
1: didn't he, didn't he see like all of his family get brutally
0: murdered in front of yeah, him, like his wife and his but kids? You know, you can you get over that? Like, that can you? you can get over it with green tea? Yeah, green tea will help. Just, I I think more more than anything, he needs a hug and just uh, a bit, I, I bit Counselling. counseling.
1: You, bit of counseling. Of counseling. Yeah. I reckon if you hugged him, he'd like fight it at first and then he'd slowly burst into
0: tears. Yeah, <laughs> and slowly <laughs> embrace you. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, Kratos has obviously got a whole load of issues going on, Be, being a Greek god probably been okay. the most minor of them must be a lot of hours a week to work that yeah um, but uh, yeah I'd like to ask him you know what are the other gods like uh, what's your favourite place to go and eat in ancient Greece um, what's your favourite weapon what's your favourite weapon is it really those chain blade things or is it a sword or are you just forced to use them yeah mm. Yeah.
1: Um, how about you um, I'd like to interview uh, Mario. nice yeah what would you ask him And ask him um, what gives you the right that's what I ask him. What what gives you the right? Hmm. Who do you think you Who are? do you think what gives you the right to run around jumping on all these Goomba's heads in your boxer shorts? That's a that's a very good question. It's that mustache man, something about it that creates Mario. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Operation U Tree, Mario. Yeah. Called it.
0: I I wanna ask Mario what's so special about Peach. He's been chasing this girl for like thirty years. Why? She's obviously obviously not very bright. She's pretty stupid if she gets kidnapped every ten minutes. Uh, It's Dolly Bird, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, is is the sex really that good, Mario? Is it? I don't see
1: see any kids. Well, maybe they play safe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can't conceive.
0: Wow. Maybe maybe
1: they, you know... uh, Maybe, that's it. Maybe it's got a big pot belly. Maybe you can't... I'm I'm getting dark here. We're going
0: down the road. But, um... I don't know. I don't know. Mario... Do you know what, if you think about it, he's not a very nice guy, is he? No. He's a, he's a pretty horrible human He being. goes
1: around mass murdering, punching dinosaurs, he donkey punches Yoshi all the time. Yeah, smacking Yoshi over the back of the head. I reckon Barry's might actually be the hero. of you ever thought about this? No, but I will do.
0: Yeah. So, um, you never know. You've not finished Mario Odyssey yet, I've well, had it for a day, so. Oh, hurry up. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe Mario. Had about two.
1: four or five hours on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe at the end we discover, uh, yeah, a big plot twist. Big plot, yeah.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely.
1: Operation. Uh, Maybe at the end um, he's about to get reunited with uh, Princess Peach, and all of a sudden these British police cars pull up. He's <laughs> offering, Operation Nutri, uh, <laughs> you're nicked. Yeah. You're nicked, my
0: beauty. Uh, Mario spends the rest of his life rotted away in strange ways prison. To fight. second question we had from our wonderful audience this week was from uh, Andy Niblo. Andy Niblo asks, What games were you playing when you were 17 years old? And also, what beers were you drinking? You want
1: to go first on this one? Uh, yeah, sure. To be fair, when I was 17 uh, years old, um, I had a bit of a, not a, quite a break from gaming, but like when I was a kid up until about the age of about 16, I was very into video games, and then sort of women happened. Um, so I, think I kind of fell out of favor with video games for other uh, uh, interests for a while, but I did get a GameCube for Christmas
0: when uh, look, I was seventeen. Look what's happened! It's come full circle. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, so I got a GameCube for Christmas, um, and I got I remember getting Resident Evil Remake, um, and that was that was fun. Yeah. And the beer I was drinking, I didn't actually drink a lot of beer. I didn't drink a lot of alcohol when I was 17, surprise, surprise, mm. but um, I did, um, when we would go down to a, a nightclub which, called Hawthorne's in Bolton, oh, which was, which good was times on synonymous with underage drinking, um, <laughs> with, I'd have bottles of Foster's and uh, Carlsberg for £1, pounds, one pounds it was a, pound and a and piece, and then there was yeah. also aftershocks for like pounds fifteen. I think,
0: like I think aftershocks they? were a pound. No, oh, they weren't. Are you sure? I thought no, everything no. was a pound on a Thursday night.
1: Yeah. Aftershocks are quid, you'd be, you'd be dead. Then again, they no, were, maybe they were, were like, Apple
0: Sours or something like Apple that. Apple Sours probably uh,
1: were. Yeah. I remember being drinking around that age, and there were times when I remember, like, being at the bar drinking, and all of a sudden, I'd wake up in my bed.
0: <laughs> that never happened to you. Quite a few times, actually. But, yeah.
1: like, that, it never happened to me, like, in my, my adult life. Yeah. But, like, when I was 17, 18, there were times when I remember feeling completely normal, and, like, going up to the bar, and then all of a sudden, it'd be black. And I remember my first thought thinking, Oh, fuck, no. Because <laughs> I'd realised blacked out and then you're just acting like a complete pillock and you don't know what you did. That isn't a good thing. Sounds about right. I'm glad
0: right? that hasn't happened to me yeah. in about 15 years. Hawthorns on, what a place. Some great, great memories there, great yeah. memories. So, uh, what, what about you? Um, so, when I was 17, uh, it would have been 2002, so we're talking Morrowind. Absolutely rinsed that game. I remember... Pretty much not leaving my bedroom in my grandma's house for a couple of months and just playing through that game with with niblo in fact actually the guy who asked this question um what else was that we had mafia which i loved uh grand theft auto vice city hitman 2 uh, hitman 2 yeah yeah i remember playing a lot of uh, age of mythology which was like the kind of a sequel to age of empires made by the same studio you know very similar mechanics but a lot prettier like um and Soldier of Fortune Two, I remember that game. Yeah, I blew my mind
1: on the Dreamcast. Yeah. He shoots me with a shotgun and it blows one of the limbs off, and it was like the craziest, goriest thing i have ever seen at
0: the time. Beautiful, it it love that amazing. Love that game. It'd be so tame if you looked at it there. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of what I was drinking, I'm gonna like we used to kind of hang out when we we're that age. So yeah, same thing. Foster's Carlsberg for a pound a bottle. Um, my dad used to own an italian restaurant so we used to get peroni as well quite a nice italian lager um, very tasty so yeah those were those are the beers that kind of wraps up that question any anything else you'd like to add to that uh no not really
1: um apart from do you know the uh these switch cartridges yeah uh, delicious delicious i've heard that too very nice definitely yeah very nice
0: uh, feed them to babies
1: I can't. Yeah, that, so uh, that's your advice for the week. I'm yeah. not going to be able to play Mario Odyssey until my bowel movement tomorrow
0: morning. Yeah. If you've, um, if you've got a switch, definitely try licking the, uh, the, the, the the cartridges. Feed it to the cat, gives it yeah. special powers. Yeah, turns it into Garfield. Yep. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, cats and dogs. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Save State Gaming podcast. This has been episode seventeen. Um, any closing comments for our wonderful audience, should uh, no just thank, of thank you I don't have any
1: pause of wisdom I'm sorry if I felt I'm a little slow on the uptake this week can, I can't quite get the words out but thank you
0: for joining us mm-hmm. so thank much you. appreciated we, we thank you very much uh, yep yeah, hope you've enjoyed it so as always you can find us uh, on Twitter at Safe State Gaming Podcast you can find us on YouTube by searching for Safe State Gaming Podcast you can find me on Twitter at my name is Saul how can people reach you today um, just the same as same as carrier pigeon carrier pigeon
1: yeah, yeah. I told you, old tramp in the town centre. Um, yep. Give him some money
0: in the Yeah, fine. Um, so, thank you very much, Carrier, Chud. Carry tramp. Carry tramp. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Chud. It's been a pleasure. Sorry. As sorry. always. As always. So, thank you very much, ladies and gents. Join us next week. Take care of yourself. Woo! Bye. Bye. Episode 17 was once again very kindly provided by the following artists: Tom Hane, Joachim Karud, Dos88, GIZ, Meteorite Productions, Joey Pecarero, Silent Partner, and Kato, Joji, and Cubby. So Thank you very much once again, guys, for your wonderful, wonderful music. And as always, you can find links to those tracks down in these descriptions below the video and podcast.